0: Welcome back to the number one self-exploration podcast in the world. I'm your host, Lord Milan, and as always, if you don't think life is weird, then you're not paying attention. This is My Life at a Weird Angle.
1: Hey, hey. Mr. Lord Milan, how are we?
0: I'm good as gold, brother. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, thanks. How's your week been?
0: It's been fast.
1: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. It is. It has been a uh, crazy week myself over here. So, um, I I totally got you, man. What's been present for you? Really,
0: just um, you know, seeing things through, and you know, the, the, a lot of the teams that I planted a long time ago are really coming to fruition now. And it's it seems I, I'm doing a lot more. I'm a lot more comfortable within myself, and at the same time, I'm uh just pursuing so much at a such higher level but just to notice that how much I'm not freaking out about it has been really really nice
1: wow that sounds amazing that uh were you previously um a type of person where you know if a, if a lot was coming on your plate you you would feel uh like anxiety pressure to to perform yeah a, a little
0: bit you know because especially after the injury you know one of my biggest concerns was how can I be valuable? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when I joined my fraternity, they were the first really group of men that said to me, well, I don't care how you're going to be valuable, just figure it out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they believed in me when, when I, I could barely believe in myself, which I think that was, you know, the the catapult for me to, to keep going. But, um, you know, now it's like, you know, I've been in in the self-mastery space and uh, really monitoring myself and, you know, it, it's the the only business that I have to take home is the whole self-mastery thing. So it's, it's practicing what I preach.
1: That's amazing. You whistle so a lot to your uh, fraternity brothers based on what they did for you and how they believed in you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, um, you know, people say things, you know, like, oh, we're, you know, we're
0: brothers for life. And a lot of people interpret that as until we die, you know, but I look at it as while life is happening, you know, when you're feeling low or when you're feeling depressed or, you know, when that girl breaks your heart or when it's two 30 in the morning and you're drunk and you need to ride home, you know, it's whatever it is, it's, it's for life during that
1: time. Mm-hmm. During that time and, and life, which, um, I, I'm sure it, it's felt throughout the, the whole community. So that, that's awesome to hear that you have that backing. Absolutely. So, how about you? What's um,
0: what's what's your circle like? How do you how do you maintain this this altitude that you've found yourself in?
1: Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, and I, I think I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, and how you think of you know having the people that you surround yourself with being, um, being so crucial to your own development. Um, and and a lot of the time it's um some of my colleagues that I work with um. My manager, um, my boss, uh, people that I look up to that say um, uh, that, or at least that show me who I want to become. Um, I'm truly a believer of you become the the five people you're closest to. Um, so I think having you know a community, especially like Unblinded, is really powerful, um, where people are determined and ready to do the things. Uh, it, it really does push me. Um, because sometimes um, I'm in a frame where I need to be pushed. Um, and it might not be by the people that are right around me. Um, some of my friends that I love dearly might not have the same enthusiasm to um, take on accomplishments like me. So um, it's surrounding myself with with like-minded people um, that I can build a deeper connection with, you know, people like you who um, know that there's... Uh, more than they can do for themselves and the world. Um, And that is how I see it. Um, I want to be a person that has a lot of personal growth um, that can support my family, but also is a big change for the world too. Um, So I want to leave my legacy that way. And, you know, it's surrounding yourself with people that also are ambitious and maybe not even something that's applicable to you, but can be applicable to something else that is in a similar process to what you're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it it makes me think of one of the definitions of the word enthusiasm means a willful possession and possession in the sense of like, you know, like, oh, this this ghost, this spirit possessed my body kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's because like when somebody's enthusiastic, like you said, it doesn't, we don't all have to be pursuing the same goal, but the enthusiasm for progress to whatever you know means that is for you personally is infectious mm-hmm. and it does possess us like wow you know it, it does you know give us that boost and that's why things like you know the the unblinded community or or anybody where you're around that, that positively pursuing something then it does spark things within ourselves for us to you know e- even just to question what we're doing you mm-hmm. know am i doing the things that are serving me or am i not you know am i just hoping things work out or, or do I actually have an action plan? Mm-hmm. And for me, you know, it's been, I, I joke with my wife that it's never been a better time to break your neck and uh, how to use here because like technology and like community and things like that, they're just so much more tangible, you know, mm-hmm. I, or you, you have, like I have like learned so much just from like YouTube and Google. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, um, I love to be around people that Continual to want to learn i think that is a huge component of it all just being eager to do more um and like you said it doesn't have to be somebody even i mean i'm in the financial world it doesn't have to be anybody in the financial world um i could be surrounded by six farmers that want to be the best farmers that they could be that are going out calling people say hey um i want the best plants crops products um to expand their farms and having that energy around me would still motivate me in a totally different sense of, you know, financial literacy, um, than farming, but having that type of energy around you, it really does create such an impact.
0: Yeah, it absolutely does. You know, and, and much like the five people around us, we, we are highly influenced by, I think sometimes it's worth taking a look at the things that don't love us back. Necessarily. You know, like you said, you might love your friend dearly, but like, you know, do they love you back? Are they are they feeding you in some way? Mm-hmm. Or are they more like just scenery? You know, and, and I realized too just a couple of years ago that looking around, you know, I, I heard statistics like, you know, ten percent of of uh people in the world control ninety percent of the money. Mm-hmm. And at first I was thinking like, that sounds pretty ridiculous. You know, there's millions of people, there's billions of people, you know. And then once I started to really grow up and pay attention, I realized that, yeah, that number is probably right. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that are just accepting the default of what they're given. And, you know, I can understand that to a certain point, you know, especially when you're younger, you know, you, you have what you have, you know, the 90 mile radius of family and friends and world is your entire world. But as you get older, especially now with the internet, you know, you have so many more opportunities for growth Mm and so many perspectives. and. You know, just like you, I, you know, where I am today is not at all where I was five, 10 years ago. And small decisions can, can lead to really great things when your eyes are open and you're acting on purpose.
1: Mm -hmm. And my question for you is how often do you notice that consciously now throughout a day that, you know, some, something happens to you where it might not be optimal where you now consciously think of it and know that you can just control the, the existing outcome that's to go forward, if that makes sense. No, it, it totally does.
0: And I think it varies depending on the situation. Like um, I was headed up to my alma mater today to to give out a bunch of free swag and stuff from my one of my companies. That's great. and uh, just hopped on the bus real quick. Nice day. I was like, you know, it's a straight shot from my house. Okay, fine. And got on it. And, um, you know, just, just somebody, just a couple seats over was coughing. And I just thought to myself, I'm so thankful that I'm healthy and I easily fight germs and, you know, any cough or anything doesn't affect my body and who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, getting sick is not normal for me. And just like, it's stuff like that. It's just like the quick reminder of who I am. Because while I can't control all the parameters of my life and the things that are or will be, I can control my own story. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's been the biggest game changer is controlling my own story and realizing that I'm telling a story. Not Mm -hmm. just with my words, but like with my thoughts and with my actions. Mm -hmm. And combining the three thoughts, words, and actions has really given me such an impervious uh, attitude
1: Mm-hmm. So that, like, I just feel a lot more fortified from any circumstance. Mm-hmm. To where anything that's thrown your way, you can feel that you have the, let, let's use a superhero analogy, uh, that the antidote to some type of, um, or anti-venom, um, to whatever is, you know, being brought upon you. Right. You know, absolutely. And, you know, I've done it so much that it's, it's I don't even want
0: to say it's second nature. It's become my true nature. Mm-hmm and that's why i can just easily effectively translate that you know enthusiastically to other people you know i had a, a guy sign on with me just uh three and a half weeks ago and he's like dude my, my boss my dad and my girlfriend already noticed a difference in the way that i am mm-hmm. and it you know the stuff that it took me decades to figure out and you know i i i i say the same thing that my mentor says is that you can have my benefits without my scars Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can have my wins without my losses and being able to translate that to other people. And I'm sure you're doing the same thing with, you know, finan- the the financial literacy that you have. Mm-hmm. You're not only empowering your clients, but yourself and other people to give them, you know, clarity amidst a world that seems just out of control.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and really going along to that, it's almost as if the world around you is your own case study. Um, we like mm-hmm. to say on our team, you know, if something happens to you where you could have done something better, you know, tell a teammate because if you're going to fall, you're going to fall, if you want to fall forward. Um, and, and really, that's something that I carry with me, um, you know, just as you do for your clients, where if you want them to learn from your failures or uh, your setbacks to improve their lives, um, just like we do for our employees and our clients. Um, and having that in your back pocket and that mindset is really just beneficial for, you know, life in general, like you go beyond, you know, the business world or, you know, any type of career that you're in. Um, yeah, just having that mindset, I think is just crucial for success. Oh, for sure. You know, and it, and it,
0: like you said, it translates to everything. And, you know, once I started looking at my life as a series of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not every relationship is the same and not every relationship lasts the you know, lasts long, but looking at, at that as, you know, how much value am I, am I giving this situation and how much, you know, of me essentially am I, am I giving this situation? And, you know, even with money, like I have a relationship with money. I think about it. I talk about it. I, I, I speak kindly about it. You know, when I pay my bills, I'm reminded like, man, I'm so grateful that I can circulate money and, and know how to right. make it, you know, a thousand different ways uh-huh. that. You know, even when I, you know, I was on campus today and I bought something from the alumni shop and, you know, just I'm just reminded that the money that I spent today, I've already tripled, you know, with this purchase. Like, this purchase is nothing, mm-hmm. essentially. Um But it did, like, yeah, like, I like that you said, you know, it's a, it's a case study because it's, I think you get, we all get so much more out of our life when we just choose to pay attention more often. Mm-hmm. I don't even when when things go sideways, at least you can backtrack because it it was, it was purposeful. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a really good example for you. So, um, it's probably a month or so ago. I had an, an accident with one of my coworkers, actually my boss, um, uh, a, a new hire that we're training sits directly across from me, um, sideways where I can easily slide my chair over to, um, to help him with a question or anything. And we're in a whole row where other people are behind us. And I actually wasn't looking and my one boss that was flying through the row had a cup of coffee and spilled his entire cup of coffee onto me. Um, mm-hmm. When I say his entire cup of coffee, luckily it wasn't hot. I was absolutely <laughs> ter- Um, It got, I was actually wearing my favorite polo, my favorite pants. Um, everything was just stained with coffee. Um, luckily I I live five minutes away from the office. So it was really easy to go change. Um, but I could think of, you know, would two years ago, me, if this happened, would this ruin my entire day? Um, and instead it's just like a laugh it off when I hear about the story again, it's going to be funny. Um, all the stains come out of your clothes, but it's like events like that, where you think about, um, you know, 10% of life is what happens to you and 90% is what, how you react to it. Um, I could easily be like, wow, this day's horrible. I just just got coffee spilled all over me. Now I got to go home and change and get these stains out. It's going to be a whole hassle. And that could just compile your day, just make things worse. And then you get the email that you don't like. Um, you you know a- applied for something that you wanted and ended up not receiving it. Um, this one job didn't go your way. That could all spiral just from your mindset of, me kidding, having coffee poured on me by my boss. Um, but instead, I'm able to smile, laugh about it and say, that was funny. We're going to look back on this in a week and say, that was hilarious. And it's going to be worth it based on you know something that really wasn't a big deal at all. I might have wasted 10 minutes of my day going home and coming back and changing. Um, but it's having that mindset and being conscious of it that I think has really uh, helped me in my development.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, because a, a lot of people, they get stuck in the moment, you know, and, and even if you did go home and change and stuff, you know, the fact that you didn't beat yourself up mentally of like, you know, like I, I look stupid and people were laughing at me and it's a big deal and da, 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 and like, what are they going to say? And just letting it negatively spiral, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can get that hole can get deep real fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when my injury happened, I, did, I felt like I was at the bottom of the hole already. So I was like, well, the only way is up. Mm-hmm. At, at least I know wh- which way I'm going. I'm not going down still. Mm-hmm. um But what I noticed with that decision to, to progress at all was that there was constantly opportunities to go back down. And you know, for me, like creating day one mindset, you know, writing that book drops, living by those those tenements in that framework, has really kept me from going back down that pit mm-hmm. because it's a lot easier than you think. And you know, like you said, that, that thing could have been an issue for you a couple of years ago. And, you know, some people get stuck in, in stuff like that all the time, you know, big and, big and small. You know, somebody cuts them off in traffic, they're pissed off the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Somebody breaks their heart, you know, they, they're, they're single for seven years and they're still mad. And it's like, you know, when I started to think about my life as a story, I'm like, well, I can easily say just like chapter four sucked, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but like I'm on chapter nine now. And, you know, choosing to do that, I think, is the most natural thing because renewal happens in nature all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. we see that with the seasons and the leaves changing and stuff like animals and plants molt and shed and change and and upgrade all the time. Just us as people, like we have the opportunity and the choice to not do it. And it's crazy how so many people don't do that. And I was talking with my dad a, a few weeks ago and just saying that I noticed that, Success and happiness are not on the agenda for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. not on the daily agenda, not on the weekly agenda. Like it's not, it's not in the forecast and like, you're, you're not going for success and happiness. I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Why do you think that is? I think it's easy, you know, Mm -hmm. it's easy. Cause like, and I, I told my, my kids the same thing is is if most people are doing it, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, most people will will go with the default. They'll take the job that's okay. They'll be in the relationship that's okay because it's easier. It's mm-hmm. it's you know, it's easier than confronting yourself. It's easier than saying what you really believe. It's re easier than risking, you know, like I I cashed out my, my Roth IRA to start my first business. And, you know, it, it was easier to just like keep the IRA and, and keep the, the job that I had on campus and, and, and doing stuff like that and do the gradual thing. But I was like, No, I don't want to do the gradual thing you know, it was scary and exciting, but like now I'm, I'm so thankful that I did it because it's, you know, it's six years that this company has been running. And, you know, that company was instrumental, those funds in, uh, you know, paying for my wedding. And it's like, you know, it's just easier to to pretend than it is to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, th- I think, you know, the, the easy way out is, and and that's the thing too, people think it's the easy way out by not risking and not really going for it, but you end up just being the more most
1: unhappy. Mm-hmm and speaking from that scenario which that's so powerful um because you know put this in a box and i think a lot of financial professionals will, would say you shouldn't do that um however you know you have that drive in you to know that this is what you need to do um this is something that calls to you and i think that in some instances is more powerful um, than being conservative in that type of nature. Um, I know a lot of people know how powerful that are probably listening or um, you know just in the financial world know how powerful the Roth IRA is. Um but you know, knowing your circumstances and knowing that what's that's gonna lead to your eternal happiness, it's worth the risk. It really is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I can I can always, you know, dump more money in there and, and invest in different ways and whatnot. And um, you know, I'm pretty savvy when it comes to, to my money, thankfully. My wife used to she used to ask me when we were when dating, she's like, Are are you secretly a millionaire? You just don't want to tell me? She's like, Do you think I'm not down or something? Like, why won't you why won't you just tell me? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was always like, What what makes you think that? you know, obviously not saying yes or no. And she's like, I mean, we go out a lot and you never really seem concerned no matter what The bill is. I'm just like, okay. She's like, and we travel, like we take the kids and stuff. I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh. She's like, you just don't seem worried. I've never known somebody that wasn't worried about their finances. I was like, oh no, I just, because I I trust myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I've I've paid attention enough that I know how to make money, make money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, once my dad learned the stuff and then then was teaching me, you know, we didn't grow up with it, but, you know, he learned it as, as, as much as he could. Um, you know, we realized that like, you know, to be rich does not mean you have to be smarter than 99% of the rest of the world. You just have to do things consistently for a while. And I think it's the same thing with, with any, you know, self-mastery process, mastery, you know, any, any goal that you're going for, Mm -hmm. it's a lot less about having the best idea on the first day. It's a lot more about, can you stick it out long enough to prove your idea is good? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just willing to stick it out long enough. And thankfully that I did because, you know, it took me two decades to to even start walking again. But in that time, like I I invested heavily in myself and, you know, the world and the relationships that I've in the finance that I've been able to create has really, you know, served me now in such a big way that makes, you know, my coaching and the things that I do a lot more impactful, which I'm like, fuck,
1: that worked out. And knowing from your experience, you just know how powerful the mind is, how powerful your mindset is. That's why when you go out to lunch, go out to dinner, go on vacations, you're not worried about, oh, I'm spending this much because that is, uh, it provides the universe and, uh, a lack of um, money. That's the energy that's being portrayed out to the universe. If you're saying, "I'm so worried that I don't know if I can pay for this," am I overspending? But you're looking at it saying, "No, I have abundance. I have um, this ability. I'm going to make it back three x." Which you didn't. Which you said about being in the bookstore um, the other day. That mindset, I think, for a lot of people, is very tough to wrap your brain around because they might not feel like it is their reality, even though they should be thinking that it is the reality and it will match their energy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, our, our, our thinking is is the biggest magnet that we have. And like our thinking in, in the words that we say about our world, you know, that it can either make that magnet stronger for the things you don't want or stronger for the things that you do. And it seems extremely counterintuitive and stupid and simple, but that's exactly the way it works. And, and thank God that it does, because when I broke my neck, that's all I had left. Like I could think and I could speak. I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't move my legs. I could barely feel anything. And, you know, for years it was, it was like that. And just I'm like, all right, well, fuck what now? And it really came down to like the downtime of like my imagination and my own faith of just, you know, what if this is real? What if the spiritual world is real? What if, uh, you know, God is real. What if I can really tap into a power that I didn't know I had, what if? Mm -hmm. And, you know, that what if led me to a a really powerful place. And it's like, I realized that we're all born with, you know, these superpowers built in our thoughts, our words, and our emotions. And when we pay attention to those things, we can absolutely cause our own miracles on a regular basis. It's weird that it happens, you know, but it's because so many people don't live that way, but Mm -hmm. I've seen it. And I'm sure you've seen it too, that working harder does not make you richer. I know plenty of people that have worked two or three jobs their entire life and they they still don't have the money that they want. You know, they're still not doing yep. what they want. And in the meantime, their body's broken down. And, you know, my dad did it the hard way for a long time in military and, and you know, physical labor and whatnot. And he's like, you know, I, there's not enough hours in the day until he learned, you know, about investing in, in finances and just, you know, even equity and things like that with his house that he could use to build assets and, and to capitalize on things. They're like, oh, well, this is easier. Like, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like, you know, I joke that like, hey, dude, I did it all without a body. You know, if you got a body, you're good I, already. Right.
1: Right. Um and and yeah, then that's those are the stories that really make you believe that it's true. Um, you might if you're, you know, an everyday person that doesn't think about this daily or isn't kind of ingrained into you. Um, you know, it could be really difficult to think of. Um, and maybe, and just maybe your world sort of balances out where, you know, if you're just continuing to do your own thing, um, you're not really thinking about what's ahead, what's more. You're just kind of thinking about what's easiest. You might be okay. Um, but I think even a more telling thing And it's almost more obvious when you think about it is the people where it's on the opposite end of this. Um, If, you know, you're super doom and gloom and you only think that bad things happen to you and you notice that they do. Um, And, you know, if you're putting it in perspective, I think a lot of us have that friend where something wrong always happens to them right? Or something bad. And it's almost unbelievable. Like, I can't believe that happened to you. Um, and you think about it as that person is just as powerful as the person who might be like you, who is able to, you know, overcome the impossible from what a doctor says and be able to walk again. Um, just because it's on the opposite spectrum. Um, they're good at manifesting for the opposite reasons that you might be, but it almost might be easier to look at and say, wow, they, they are just kind of creating all these problems for themselves. Um, I can think of a few friends, uh, a few people that I have heard of, but that, that's another thing that I also look at, um, to put things into perspective for myself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, man. And, you know, the law of opposites, like the opposites exist for a reason. Mm-hmm. And like, the you know, these pinnacles on either up or down, left or right, exist for a reason. I think it's just to make it more obvious. You know, a lot of people tend to live in the middle, but, you know, whether if you're screwing your life up or your life is, is, you know, tons of joy and, and happiness and success, you know, like you said, either way, you're manifesting it. Like your perpetual thoughts, words and actions and the things that you accept is 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 your standard that that's how you operate that's where you create from and um a few weeks ago in in my meditations the uh it came out that you know whatever you personalize you magnetize mm-hmm. and i started thinking about that phrase you know don't take it personal and i'm like i think that's pretty pretty good <laughs> because like you know if, if i don't think the hurt personal then i don't i don't hold on to it if i don't take the the loss of a client or you know a girl turning me down or something if i don't take it personal and hold on to it then it's not a part of me anymore and i can let it go and i'm not and i'm free to to try on, so to speak but you know if i personalize positive stuff like i did i i personalized my relationship with god and like i personalized my my own imaginations and my own company one day and like i had all these visions and i kept writing them down and focusing on them for so long and a lot of the stuff you know i tell people i didn't know what i was doing at all i just knew that it felt better to pursue it than it didn't and you know one thing led to another you know getting jobs on campus led to you know me meeting the guys that would become our fraternity brothers and then those relationships led to other jobs and opportunities and you know when i moved to colorado those those same guys um you know fraternity brothers there were there to to help me out and give me a help me get a place and you know it's like choosing to not discount those small decisions. And I believe that that we're all ingrained with these desires and things that we would love to do and just taking any step forward towards that, you know, opens up the the door for more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to ask you, I'm sure it wasn't a, a straight line between, you know, you deciding to get into finance to, you know, where you are with the job you have now. Mm-hmm. What was that initial small detail that that got you at least going towards this direction?
1: Yeah. It's a great question. Um, Yeah, so I really didn't know anything about the stock market or finance in general, um, really until my last year of high school. I was part of a marketing, a sports marketing class, and they ended up um, having us participate in a stock market challenge with the local newspaper where i was just on a team of three and we just picked a few random stocks um you know in a simulated portfolio for a couple months and the winner got something at the end of it um and we competed with other other schools and we randomly picked some biotech stock and for us um it happened to uh pass a trial for i think stage two stomach cancer um the stock popped We came in second place. Um, And from that point on, I was kind of hooked. And I knew I wanted to just know more about the space. So when I got to college and when I was looking at colleges, I was really interested in being a part of a student investment club just so I could learn more about how the stock market worked. Um, And I joined my... Uh, colleges, student investment club. I went to St. Bonaventure University. The club was called SIM, Students and Money Management. And um, really kind of that got me started. Um, when I was trying to pick a major, I, I actually started off as a management major. Um, I thought it, I wanted to run my own business, but um, I, I switched to finance and accounting. I really wasn't sure which one to choose. Um, i told one of my accounting professors casually that i liked being creative and he told me that creative accountants go to jail uh <laughs> and from that point on i said okay i think i probably should go the finance route um uh, so uh yeah i would say that interaction when, when he said that uh really kind of cemented in my mind that i could be you know more creative with ideas helping people with financial planning um and kind of the day-to-day interactions with clients. um, I I knew that was something that I wanted to do. And so that kind of steered me from, away from accounting to finance and um, really put me on the path to where I am today.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I I think, you know, when we're paying attention and we do have those stories, then it makes, you know, where we are and where we're going make so much more sense. You know, I've heard it said too that, you know, the best couples have the best uh, stories, you know, of like they met in some convoluted way or, um, you know, they met and for a while and then things got real crazy and then they split up and then they got back together for some, you know, convoluted reason or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it's fantastic that, you know, essentially you were listening to yourself, you know, because no one forced you to do it. But like you said, like you, it, it's almost like, um, and I, I equate finance in a, in a way to uh, hunting. Because like you're, it's always like you're on the chase of like, what's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. What's next? Where, where is it? Where is it? Where's it? Where's the solution here? And, um, you know, guys don't get to do that anymore. Like, I don't remember the last time you were hunting, but I don't remember the last time when I was hunting. <laughs> like yeah, I'm in the woods looking for elk or something, you know? And it's, uh, you know, like I think men need the chase in so in some aspect, we need something important to chase, something bigger than us, something that's challenging. That I think, you know, then that forces you to to constantly become greater and to pursue more. And for me, you know, I've I've gotten to a place where it's not like I'm not chasing to get anymore. I'm chasing to see how much I can give. Like how hard do I gotta work? What relationships do I gotta build? What uh you know, what leverage do I have to implement in order to give what I want? Like to give what I want to my family, to give what I want to the world. And to you know to give what I want in my in my coaching to be as valuable as possible like I'm a firm believer that you know like the gift giver God gives us all these gifts and ideas to live out and and to have them be created and to uh really grown essentially as big as we can grow them and then give them back to the world in such like a like a tribute back to back to the gift giver back to God
1: You, you were so right, my friend. Um, and it's one of the reasons I I love doing what I do. Um, because even back to our earlier conversation, I like helping people achieve their goals. You know, that's the first thing we ask people. Um, what, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve? Um, and you know, you'll find some interesting answers from clients. Um, We have one client who wants to retire and fly planes. He flies planes not for a living. He just likes to fly. Um, It's one thing he loves to do. And, you know, if I can help him with my team to have a successful retirement where he can fly all the time wherever he wants, you know, be able to afford his own, uh, you know, small plane, then, I did my job, um, and it, it's things like that and hearing those types of goals and ambitions from people, um, really knowing what they're trying to accomplish so they can retire, um, so they can travel the world. Um, that's probably a, like a, a common a goal of a lot of people to retire and want to travel the world. And those are the personal relationships that you form, especially in this business. Um, but it all goes back to that. How can I help them? And, you know, in a way, similar to your business, I'm just the financial coach of listening to their goals and seeing how can we, you know, maneuver this plan around uh, them to be successful. And hey, it might not be making 50% a year returns. I, I know that's, really high in some aspects, could be taking a lot of risk, but it's something like, can we achieve a goal for a client who can go fly planes for a living uh, after they retire by making you know a 4% return, a 2% return? If that's in the realm of possibility, then we did our job. You don't need to track yourself against the S&P 500 for the hedge fund managers or the day traders of the world. Um, it's how can you set yourself up to achieve your goals with your risk tolerance
0: oh absolutely you know and, and much like you you know we get to be a part of so many success stories because of the the position we put ourselves in you know and it's 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 not just me winning it's not just you winning as as an individual you know it's not adam and milan seeing how much adam and milan can get it's you know your life now is is riddled with the success stories of of your clients and their wins become your wins you know as as you're getting better and figuring it out and you know like I said in the beginning you know this is the only job that I I always take home so it's like you know I'm constantly reading books and going to conferences and talking to people and you know my mentor is making 17 million a month and I'm like you know it seems unfathomable it seemed that way not not too long ago but you know I started making five figures a month and then now six figures a month. And I'm just like, well, I don't think 17 million a month seems, you know, seems so far away, you know, as long as I'm adding enough value. And it's, it's, it's such an amazing thing when you when you do focus on yourself. And I think a lot of times we're told not to, to do that because it's selfish, but I think it ends up making us a lot more valuable so that we can actually live self full and, and really get a lot more out of life. Mm -hmm.
1: And and really, I, I think a lot of people, do have that mindset too, where, Hey, I don't want to be selfish, selfish. I want to be selfless. Um, and you still can be, I, and I think that's something that people don't think about, um, that sometimes it's okay to say, Hey, I should be spending more of my time with, you know, these types of clients, these types of, um, innovators, this clientele, um, and sometimes it makes people feel bad because they might be great people and feel like they should be serving everybody. But in reality, if it's not helping them grow, they're really only hurting themselves and people that they can be helping being aligned with um, what they're supposed to be doing. And I think that is something that I really haven't started to think about until the last you know, four months. Um, because if I'm not in the right spot for myself, then there's a possibility that the people that I help in the future might not align up with me in the correct way. And that is something that I really think is very powerful. Um, Making sure you're aligned with yourself, because if you're not, then it could really just affect where you are um, in the future, where you should be. Yeah, you know, position matters you know, it's, uh,
0: you know, life is a game of inches. And one of the things that Unblinded was talking about over the last week is that 0.16 turn mm-hmm. or pivot. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's so fantastic to look at it like that because I think, you know, it, it's easier to, to to think that it has to be these really big moves all the time, you know, or, or celebrate these big moments in life, you know, like, oh, I graduated high school. I got married. I had my first kid. I bought my first car. I bought a house, you know, like these big things. But What about the random tuesdays you know what's what's the small adjustment there to to make that you know commute to work more efficient you know how can you improve your your relationship with your spouse you know just a little bit more and i I tell people all the time that compliments are free you know it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything to say good morning to somebody or to ask how somebody's doing and really wait for them to answer you know it's it's stuff like that that like these small adjustments and You know even with my coaching like one of the things that that i infused with the you know that that point one six is you know i i started asking them um or or even just saying after our calls is just i appreciate you and started incorporating that over the last few months and then more so since the you know the convo with unblinded and it's amazing the the return with people and their my relationships have solidified so much more with, with just three simple words is I appreciate you. And, you know, the people that know me, they know that I'm not gonna say anything if I don't believe it. I'm not gonna do anything unless I believe in it. And I'm not gonna work with somebody unless I I, I really want to work with that person. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I've gotten to the place where like I, I'm perceived as a person that my yes means yes and my no means no. And, you know, that that's such a powerful place, but it wouldn't happen if I wasn't, you know, I didn't focus on myself. And you know, I, I, about the word selfish, I I love that I I got a master's degree in la- language and in linguistics because like the suffix ish just means kinda basically. You know, like if uh, you know you you sluggish, well you're you're kind you're kind of slow. Um, you know, and a joke was like, yeah, if you're Jewish, you're kind of you're kind of a Jew, but <laughs> my my Jewish friends don't don't like that one, but. <laughs> But the selfish part, you know, it's like it, when you are selfish in that way of just like only focusing on you and there's no bigger picture towards your actions and it's almost like you're taking away from other people, mm-hmm. then yeah, you're kind of being yourself. But when you're really being yourself, like, like what you're doing, the bigger picture does involve other people. Because, you know, you're not on an island by yourself. You know, our, our lives are influenced by people, you know, that, that we'll never meet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, acknowledging that, you know, that that there's strangers out there that are even helping your life to be beneficial. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't know any construction workers that lay gravel and concrete and, and pave roads. I don't know them personally, but I do know that they built the damn road that took me to the airport. Right. You know, we're all benefiting from somebody else figuring it out and somebody else putting in hard work. mm mm-hmm. We are.
1: And um, one of the things that's very prominent in my life um, just the work is, um, you know, I, I deal with a lot of third party providers, managers, um, and, you know, even different brokerage firms, a lot of people that you won't even talk to just be an email, could talk to them. And it's really asking them how they are. It's, um, saying thank you to an email that you receive instead of just, you know, filing it away or deleting it. Um, it's the little things like that, um, like you said, compliments are free. Um, one of the things that I've been starting to do more its just been random acts of kindness. Um, things like, you know, leaving notes for people or saying, hey, I'll, I'll grab your lunch today. Um, things like that make a huge difference um, in not only in your life, but theirs as well. And doing something, you know, it could be as little as putting a... Uh, you know, sticky note on um, a cup, like a coffee mug saying like, I hope you have a great day today. Uh, I believe the person receiving the note uh, feels, I think at least twice as times better as the person anticipates that they will feel who is writing the note. Um, and it, it's things like that that really, I think in life, those, you know, 0.16 screw turns, that you can do that can really just affect um how you, what your life becomes um we had a actually a speaker come in um and speak to our company um his name was Scott White and he has a book called the life is too short guy um and really his um message was you know being positive what is what is your first thought? That comes into your mind when you wake up is it i'm so happy to be alive is it um i'm so thankful that i have a great bed to sleep in um, a house over my head or is it oh uh, i gotta go to work or oh uh, i gotta do xyz um and almost kind of retraining to think what's your what was your first thought this morning um ha- has been you know very interesting to my life um Yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that that's
0: so important to just even just asking those questions makes a difference, you know, of of getting people to pay more attention to, to those things. And, you know, guys like him, I'm sure he had a, a, a compelling story. That's why he was even there. But, you know, doing things like that, it really it really sets the tone for your day of, you know, where where is your head when you start your day? And one of the things that's, that's made a huge difference in my life, and, and I, I always recommend it to my clients. You know, which, you know, now I have the, the verbiage, I guess, to call it a, a 0.16 screw turn, but it's simply using the, the phrase get to instead of have to or should. And and that's with everything. Instead of like, you know, I have to go to go to work today and it's, you know, I have to drive, you know, an hour and a half to get there and back. Um, it's just replacing it all with get to. Because even though it sounds ridiculous, oh, I get to drive an hour and a half to work or. I get to wake up at five in order to, to be at work at seven, um, your brain accepts it differently. And because your brain accepts the words get to, and we already have ideas of what, you know, get to is attached to, like, you know, I get to go to a water park or, you know, I, I get to see my girlfriend tonight, Mm -hmm. you know, those, those things like our brain is already acclimated to that phrase. So it starts to look at everything as beneficial. And even like the small things that, that can seem annoying, like, Hey, I get to go home and change my clothes because I got coffee all over them You know, it's, your your brain looks at it um, a lot more lightheartedly, and you know you're able to to get more energy out of it. And one of my clients that was a, a engineer for a long time for for GE uh, started using that with all these high stress projects, and he's like, "Dude, I got so much work done in so less time," <laughs> you know, because like the the stress and like the heaviness of the stress and the doubt and the fear were just gone
1: and everything, everything was a get to.
0: Wow.
1: that That's amazing. Especially to just think about the words have to really do just imply. It's something that you don't want to do. Right. Like I have to do laundry. It sucks. Like yeah, right. everybody, you know, but it's like, Oh, I get to because blah, blah, blah because I have great clothes and you know, I get to feel clean by wearing them. Um, yeah. I think that's so powerful. Um, it's something that, you know, I, I hope to incorporate in my days. Um, but one thing, other thing that I wanted to share with you, um, this came from um, a great uh, mentor of mine, Adam Gugino. Um He said to me, Um, And a a bunch of unblinded people on on one of the calls, um, if you got $17 million today, but you don't wake up tomorrow, do you take it? And and I think everybody in the room said no. I, I don't think there's anybody that would say yes. And then he said, okay, then why didn't you wake up this morning feeling like you just made $17 million because you're alive? Because that's more worth it to you than the money. It, it's it's you. You get to have this day today. You get to have the day tomorrow. Um, it's not the have tos. So that 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 was something that was really powerful. I actually wrote it down and put it uh, next to my um, uh, computer at work, just because you know some days you you're just really busy and you feel like it's a have to, and then you look at something like that, you feel. Like it is a privilege to be where you are. Yeah. Just great. You know,
0: and I and I think that's the power of language, you know, and that's the thing that separates us from all other life on this planet is language. You know, that's the that is the the really unique factor about humanity is language. And, you know, language and story are so powerful. And if you th- think that they're not, look at look at the history of just propaganda. You know, propaganda could swing a war left or right. Propaganda could, could you know, solve you know, issues of a country or, or, or should us, you know, make a empire topple. And it, it was all on the power of words. And even like with Christianity, it says in the beginning was the word, like, that's how everything started with the phrase, with the sound. And it's like, you know, these, these aren't, I joke with people, these aren't random sounds people, you know, oh, these sounds mean things, please use the ones that you want to, to use. And, you know, I've reminded that, you know, we, we all have joked that, you know, my phone is listening to me. Right. And, you know, I I see something and then I go on Facebook and I see an ad for that thing. And it's like, you know, I ask people, well, since you know, your phone's listening to you, what if, what if God, what if the universe is listening all the time too, Mm -hmm. waiting for you to, to say the things that you really want, but you won't do it. You just keep complaining about what you don't have. So it keeps giving you ads for that stuff. You keep complaining about not having a good relationship. So it gives you ads you know, for, for poor relationships and negative people. And then you're like, oh, these people are so negative. So it's like, oh, well you keep talking about it. So I'm just going to give you more of what you keep talking about. Exactly. And you know, it's like you said in the beginning, you know, the opposite is also true because there's damn sure people that, you know, like even David Goggins, who's a pretty intense guy, but he's really focused on the words that he says because he knows that they matter and you know really it came down for me was just the story that i was telling myself on on a regular basis about who i was and what i was and you know one thing that i i I tell people too whenever i'm asking them about like these huge goals like you do is i let them know that if you're choosing to build for instance like i'm i'm building a 400 million dollar empire and i know that choosing to build a 400 million dollar empire means i'm choosing to go through the things that get me to a $400 million empire. You know, if I chose to build a $1 million empire, then I would go through a lot less stuff. So, you know, for me looking at it that way, then whatever happens in between now and then is, is the, are the things that are meant to happen in order for me to get there. This episode is brought to you by Day One Mindset. Are you confused on where to start? Well, here, beginners are welcome. Day One Mindset will guide you and provide you with detailed steps so you can start your journey to success. For more information, visit dayonemindset.com. This is what I was making an excellent point. Uh,
1: ah, <laughs> that was tough. Uh, uh the last thing that i heard you say um you were essentially saying that a lot of people you know aren't thinking about if they want to start a 1 million dollar business you're going through way more hoops you're you're going through way less hoops than if you're thinking about starting a 400 million dollar business um and creating those types of levels
0: yeah and, and really having that type of mindset that You know, just going along with the same whole get to profit or idea is that the things that are happening are the things that are meant to happen for this reality to come to fruition. Because, you know, like we were saying before, whether you're speaking negatively or positively or just averagely, you know, your world is going to act. And there's a quote in my book that says, we are what we choose to accept and what we refuse to give up. And it's really just just that simple of just like what are you accepting as your standard because that's going to be what you think about what you talk about what you believe for yourself and then that'll be what you get you know because like with with christianity it, one of the things it says is you know the answers to your prayer are yes and amen so essentially god's always saying yes but it, it just matters what you believe in what you what you expect you know exactly
1: um and i think that goes along with one thing that I, I've been trying to subconsciously do more is when when you're going to dinner or going on a uh, a trip with your wife and kids, are you thinking that you have that you know four hundred million dollar business? Are you thinking that you have um, the things that you know um, and things that you want to believe are? in fruition already um are you thinking about that and that's one thing that i've been doing as you know you are walking to um the grocery store feeling like are you the person that you want to be um that has completed those things are you walking like that person um and that's been something that's been really kind of powerful for me, just even if you're going on a walk, you know, to pick up a pizza or something like that. Um, am I, for, for my goals, like, am I walking like, you know, a person that has created financial literacy for, um, people that could be upwards of billions of dollars. Um, and it's having that mindset too, I think, which is really powerful.
0: Yeah, it's um, you know, th- this woman that I met, she started her own coaching um, firm, uh, you know, about manifesting your your wildest dreams, essentially, and she started it from scratch, and, and it became a multi million dollar business within two and a half years. And you know, she was a nurse by trade and had no idea about any of this this type of metaphysical world or coaching or anything like that. But the only thing that she did, and she did very well, obviously, is, you know. Assumed that it was true, and you know, there's a law of assumption that essentially, you know, like you were saying, is you're showing up as that person, and you're acting from that reality, not from your current reality or the reality that you knew before beforehand. So, like you know, for instance, like when when I'm going out with with my wife, or we're traveling, or you know, we're going to rent a car for the weekend to to do a long road trip or something. You know, I'm acting from that, from that guy that makes so much money, then it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that, you know, 50, a hundred dollars, $200, a thousand dollars. It doesn't, it's, I mean, it, it's important, but it doesn't, it's not taking away from my, from my life at all. You know, it's not really affecting my judgments are like, you know, like what Adam was saying, you know, my judgments aren't, aren't based on, on money anymore. They're based on who I am. Mm-hmm. And for me, it really translates to, to almost like a duh. Because, you know, I I teach the day one mindset and really the premise of of day one and even calling it that is, is because no matter where you are on your journey towards success and happiness, this is today. And just when you think tomorrow is going to show up, it turns into today. So if you only have today and you can only act now, you can't act in the future or in the past, then you're only living today. And if today happens over and over, there's really only one day. So this is every day is day one. So it's like my dreams can never be late then because guess when they're going to happen now, you know, guess what? I'm going to buy the, my wife a Jaguar now, you know, guess when I'm going to walk again for, you know, all the way and never use a chair again now, you know, I'm going to do it on day one. So it's like, you know, convincing myself of that reality and what I've, I've learned too, and what I, you know, really instill in my client as fast as possible is nothing matters except for what you believe, nothing. Like circumstances, people, places, things, attitudes, weather, you know, stock market, nothing matters except for what you believe because the inevitable and the unbelievable have happened millions of times because people just convinced themselves that it was true, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, that's, that's one, that's reason number like 8,012, why I'm thankful that I broke my neck because, you know, my success seems so unrealistic so that anybody that follows in my footsteps, they're like, oh, well, this is damn sure realistic. Milan did the impossible.
1: All I'm trying to do is double my salary. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, well, of course I can do that. Exactly. And it's almost getting people to understand that that is possible and that what you did isn't an outlier to, oh, it's a a miracle. It was by chance. (laughs) Where I think that is what people might fight against it and say, no, like, it just happened you know it was a fluke it wasn't actually you know having that mindset of of what you did and how incredible it was and you doing the possible to know that you know something as small as you know doubling your salary which is not a small thing is very easily possible um and i think people struggle with that because it's really not they're not open to it or it's not front of mind for them. Um, and yeah, I think you can really think of it on a, on a small sense too of just what are small things that you can compound to show that it is real and that if it happens to them, how they can tap into their superpowers like that. Um, it could be as small as manifesting a penny on the ground. Um, You don't get discouraged when it doesn't come the first, the second, the third, the sixth day. And then you're in a bar one day and you find a dollar on the ground and realize that's a hundred pennies. Yeah. You just a hundred X what you were looking for. Doesn't matter to the universe. But then that you look at it and say, I did that myself. I created it myself. It wasn't by It wasn't by chance. It wasn't a fluke. I did that. And I think that those small things helps those people that aren't necessarily thinking that, you know, what happened, the possible can, you know, be possible through something. Um, Some people are going to be skeptics all the time, but it's even showing them on a smaller scale that anything is possible. If you put your mind to it is just a good mindset to have.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely, man. Absolutely. And you know, it's it's conversations like this that really make those types of realities more tangible for more people. So, you know, I, I definitely appreciate your time and and being on the podcast and just you know, sharing your authentic story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, men that are not just successful and good looking like us, but <laughs> Also, you know, living from an authentic place, I think it makes us just so much more attractive to, you know, the, the awesomeness of life and a lot more impervious to the, you know, the, the hardships of life. And, um, you know, just like move with me walking, it, it takes, it takes the mysterious miracle fluke out of it and you're able to see it as just another another hardship that's waiting to be overcome so that you can just prove to yourself that you're way more powerful than you ever thought and that that's big and small whether it's like you said you know 100xing the penny so it's it's a dollar that you manifest or it's you know walking in and marrying the woman of your dreams and i think equal they're equally as difficult um just it might be the time delay but i remind people that god's not wearing a watch you are so you know, he can't be late if he, if he never told you what time he's going to show up. Mm -hmm.
1: And, and I totally agree with you. And I think a lot of the time, God also doesn't, uh, hear can't or won't. It's just is, um, just like you say, you get to almost everything is a get to in that sense, where if you say like, um, oh, I won't be able to do X. Like, I don't think God hears the won't um, in that sense where the no to the action is kind of canceled out. So it's even, if you're talking about things that you don't want, like, oh, I can't do it. Um, I, I won't be able to do that. Um, like, speaking into them those ways, I think, is you know just as powerful as the get-tos versus the haves. Um, the, the knots are, aren't always, uh, beneficial versus the, the haves or I have it or I get to.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. Just how small tweaks in, in in your self-talk and, and that's the, the, the first pillar in the, in the day one mindset, these five pillars of the framework. And the first one is self-talk, you know, spending time with, with yourself and just listening to, to the thoughts that come to your mind. When you're alone, when you're with people, when you're at work, when you're traveling, you know, paying attention more to yourself and then choosing on a regular basis, what that self-talk is going to mean. And like you said, you know, and like it's been said, life is, is 90% how you react to it. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's that much and, and, you know, powerful people agree that that's true, then, you know, the way that you see things in the, in the story that you're telling yourself has to matter more than the circumstance, you know, because people have, have grown up in some, some pretty horrific beginnings in order to become like the great person that they are and and a lot of times you know they're thankful for the challenge because of what it did within them you know and even in my book it says suffering has within it the means to end suffering and i think the thing that suffering has within it is an opportunity an opportunity for you to, to change the world an opportunity for you to to grow into a person that that prevents that type of suffering in others and you know an opportunity for you to show people strangers and and people that you do know that the hardship is not more powerful than you are you know and, and it, it goes back again to you know I, i'm always saying that the bible is a practical manual because it gives us so much tidbits like this that you know it says no weapon formed against you shall prosper and it's like but it's only if you decide you know i i could have succumbed to what breaking my neck entailed according to the doctors i could have just had no feeling and movement ever again and just lived lived a sad solid life with with nothing essentially or Dot, dot, dot. And I think whatever the challenge or hardship is that presents itself in front of us, you know, whether it's traffic or it's poverty or it's it's abuse or it's, you know, some unforeseen accident, I think that the, the opportunity is still there, you know, and the opportunity is there because it's just the precursor to glory. And that's one of the things that I teach in my superhero training is just that, you know, once you understand what hardship really is here for and that the law of opposites gives you the upper hand. Then you're way more powerful than you can ever imagine, and then constantly you're you're just ahead of the game,
1: mm-hmm. and and being thankful for those hardships, just like you are, just makes you only more powerful. Moving on, yeah. it really does, I, absolutely. You know, it, it makes you fortified,
0: so that it's it's just one more benefit to the to life. I, I I'm, I'm thankful that I broke my neck because of what it gave me the opportunity to do you know yeah it did give me 20 years of intense pain for you know most of my days however it also taught me that i could thrive amidst the pain and that you know i'm stronger than i think and it it just i don't i don't know about you but not walking for 20 years and then walking and doing all this stuff I that sounds like a cool story you know so i'm I'm thankful that my life is a cool story It,
1: it is one of the coolest stories um and um I'm I'm very grateful um of this friendship that we're forming and um it, it is always a pleasure speaking with you, hearing somebody um that has a similar mindset and belief and um enthusiasm to do exceptional exceptional things for yourself, but also others around you in the world. So it's uh it, it's a pleasure to uh be able to have these conversations with you and be around you. So thank you, sir. I appreciate
0: that, man. And, um, yeah, but before we go, I want you to keep in mind that whatever you believe for yourself, whatever big goals that you have, just know that I believe in them 100% along with you. And I have no doubt whatsoever in your ability to accomplish all of them.
1: Well, thank you, sir. Your energy and thoughts really do resonate with me, um, only to accelerate my dreams and um everything to come. So thank you very much. Sweet. All right, brother. I'm gonna edit out
0: this uh the podcast and stuff and then I'll send you the link when it's ready to be uploaded. Well
1: thank you, man. I appreciate it. This was so much fun. Um, you know, always a pleasure speaking with you and um yeah yeah, this this is so great. So um thanks for the opportunity. It's it, it's great to have have me on this. It was it was amazing and um yeah, it's just great speaking with you as always, dude. Awesome. All right, brother. Have a good night. You too. Have a blessed day. Take care. Bye-bye.